We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Notre Dame fans, welcome back to another edition of the Irish Breakdown Podcast. It is Sunday night, Vince, and that means it is time for our On Further Review Breakdown. That's Vince D'Addario. I'm Brian Driscoll. We are Irish Breakdown. And uh, Vince, we dove into the film. Yesterday, we kind of gave our immediate reaction from watching the game. Immediate-ish. And we had the wish back from Chicago. Yeah, ish. You know, sort of immediate-ish reaction. We always like to dive back into the film because as coaches, every coach that has ever been intellectually honest will tell you there are always things you think you see or thought about a game, and then you dive back into the film. Some things are better than you thought they were. Some things are worse than they th- than you thought that they were. And so that's what we're going to discuss in today's show. What did we see when we dove into the run game? And then also some of it's going to be sort of looking at it, but then forward thinking in it. And that's what we're going to do today. So yesterday, Vince, we talked a lot about the defense, obviously, and, and, and how good it was. And we're going to get into that. We started with the defense. Today, we're going to start with the offense because that's mm-hmm. the ball that has everybody talking. And I'm, I'm, I'll be honest with you. I'm, I was a little frustrated by it today on our message board because everybody kept talking about the offensive line and the quarterback. And I'm like, sure. hey, y'all, we just watched one of the best defensive performances of the Brian Kelly era. Let's. Let's not forget about that and not talk about that. So we will get to that. But look, we're also going to give the people what they want. And that is a talk about the offense. And Absolutely. So, Vince, I want to start with this overall view. And I'm going to say this to you. We did a little show prep before. I did not say this to Vince. Hmm. So you are all going to get Vince's immediate reaction to my statement. I was, it's twofold. Okay. I was very frustrated with what I saw yesterday breaking down the Notre Dame offense. I was also very encouraged because I feel like we don't know whether it's going to get fixed or not, but I kind of feel sort of like I did after when I looked at the defense in the first two games. And that is they're actually not that far away and they are trying to make changes. And if they can just make a couple tweaks personnel wise and technique wise and scheme wise, I really feel like this offense is ready to take off. There are some guys that need to play better. We're going to dive into that. But when I watched this against a pretty good Wisconsin run defense, 
Notre Dame was terrible in the run game yesterday. No, they were not good. Yeah, no. But I feel like I watched and I'm like, they weren't getting their butts kicked in the run game. They weren't executing in the run game. That was the thing at the end of the day that kind of encouraged me, but then also depressed me. <laughs> because I'm like, why am I encouraged that Notre Dame didn't get their butts kicked in the run game? But anyway, Vince, that was my takeaway is it was bad, but it's fixable and can be fixed quickly. Your thoughts on those two things. Oh, absolutely. And it's it's funny because the things that that worried me about the offensive line as I was watching the film, it's stuff that we do on day one at the high school level. You know, we talked about this in our pregame prep. The first thing you do before you even put pads on, the first you know, before you do you know, anything uh, is stances and starts, you know, you know, your steps, right? What's the first step that you take when the ball is snapped? You know, all of that kind of stuff. And fundamentally, that's not what they're doing. I I, I can't fault their effort. They're trying that the effort is there. They're fighting. They're, they're doing more there than they were at the beginning of the season. So, okay, check the box. That's cool. Um, but it's more the fundamental things. And we're, we're going to dive into a little bit more of that specifically about what that looks like in pass pro, uh, what that looks like in the run game. Uh, but it has nothing to do. Uh, it has nothing to do with the fundamental side of it. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's all, I'm sorry. It has nothing to do with the effort side. It's all the fundamental side. And that's step one. It, it's little things that can get games, cleaned up in my opinion. Wasn't the case Vince. Yes, exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So there was a little bit of a drag there. So I thought Vince was done when I jumped in there. I thought you were done at that point in time. That's okay. Uh, So let's actually talk about what happened. Now that we've kind of done the whole, hey, you know, they're actually closer than I think. Let's let's talk about what they did. And first of all, we just got bumped big time. So John A1, we saw your super chat. I remember what it was. I'm going to ask about it here when when we get to the, the end of this conversation. But we're not going to be able to draw it up bring it up because it's been booted already. Uh, but it, I do appreciate the super chat and it, it did not go always. So as I look through this, Vince, I've got all these lists of critiques from yesterday. Okay? okay. And these are things we did talk about. And a lot of it's the same issues as before. It's stopping their feet at the point of contact. It's poor angles that are, that come from poor footwork, right? Meaning, you're taught on a certain block to, hey, you're going to block that guy's upfield shoulder because on this particular play, if he goes underneath you, that's okay. We're, we don't want him to go over top of us, right? That's the kind of thing. Those are why angles are important. You know, if that guy's going to go in a direction, where are you trying to take him to go? There are things they're doing. Some of it is actually, it, it appears to be what they're taught to do. When they're running inside zone, they turn like this and right out. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show 
by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's a, it's and, and the reason we believe, because it's not how I've ever taught zone blocking, and I've, I've coached offensive line as like a helper. Uh, when I, so just a little bit of background. When I was offensive coordinator of the team, the last team that I was coaching with, I didn't have a position group, right, which, it, which was great. I could roam and I could do some different things. I always found myself with the offensive line. Uh, because if you don't have a good offensive line, it doesn't matter what you're doing. Uh, pay attention uh, to what Notre Dame's doing. But so I always found myself with the offensive line, and we didn't teach this. And we believe they're doing that because they're trying to create run lanes for the running back. Zone scheme does not necessarily create specific run lanes. It's not like when you were in Pop Warner and it's you know you're you're running twenty four blast and the right. two back gets it and you run through the four hole. Like that's it's a not gap scheme. Yeah, you're trying to create a gap. Exactly, and so you stay square, and wherever the gap ends up being, that's the running back has to be patient, puts his foot in the ground, and he goes. That's how you run that, right? Uh, the, the the kid with the Steelers, uh, the running back, used to be really, right. really good at that. Um, he's Now he's bounced all around the league. Uh, talking about running back. Williams? N- no. I, I don't I don't remember. He went to the Jets, and then he went – anyway. Uh, but he used to be a really good zone scheme back because he was very patient in the backfield. He would get one foot, and he would go. Um, that's what you – that's the kind of running back that you need. But you don't – turn your shoulders like this when you're blocking that that's not how it's taught but and you mentioned this when we were talking beforehand it seems like that's being taught at multiple places not just at Notre Dame because so for example they're running an inside zone to the right for example and it's a it's an inside zone or a mid zone the right side of the linemen are the ones turning okay oh Le'Veon Bell yeah thank you Um, Michael and so they'll turn and block now I understand why they're doing that. I think inside zone to the right is meant to, when it's run perfectly, it cuts back to the left. We've talked about that. We've done breakdowns on that before at Irish breakdown and and where I was before I, I talked about that a lot, but you don't determine that you don't force that. That's the problem that I see. And mm-hmm. I was always taught in zone. You always kind of had wanted to have some level of we're staying square, working together. And even when you're doing a base block, I feel like you you can't be in a situation where you're turning your hips because now there is no chance for a bounce. And when when Kyron is bouncing, they're able to then just get off those blocks and pursue. Right. Because you've done that. Uh, So so that's a concern. That's a coaching thing that can be corrected if they want to. Uh, But then if they don't correct that, then that's fine. That makes those backside blocks even more important. That's why it's so important to figure out a way to handle the backside edge a little bit more effectively. That wasn't as much of an issue yesterday just because the way Wisconsin plays. They're more of an odd front team. They don't have that edge guy that was screaming off the edge. Plus, Notre Dame was doing a lot of two tight ends on the back of the edge, which you know, you're, you're sacrificing some in the pass game to protect the fact that your line can't block in a run. Sure. That that's, you know, yeah, that's you're putting Joe Walton in the game and basically saying, Hey, we're right. not going to be as, it's not a coincidence that the pass game has gone down as they've gone more 12 personnel and putting Joe Walt in the game. That's not a sure. knock on Joe Walt. I thought Joe Walt did a good, you know, did a decent job yesterday for a true freshman. I thought he, you know, switching jerseys and stuff. I thought he did a, did yeah. a solid job yesterday. Yeah, he did. Okay. Um, you know, he played like a freshman. With, it was some Absolutely. 
There, there's, there's, we, we do grade on a curve uh, to a yeah, degree. Yeah, hundred percent. When you're a true freshman, man, I don't expect you to be, yeah. you know, an all pro. I, I don't yeah. expect that. So, yes, as a true freshman, I thought he handled himself just fine. One thing that was encouraging to me, Vince, was they were terrible on combo blocks yesterday, but for a different reason. They were getting off combo blocks too early to get to the second level. Right. Here's why that encourages me. They recognize what we had been saying the first three games, which you are not getting off to the second level in combo which blocks. Which is a problem. They worked on it, and the result was a problem in the opposite direction. <laughs> that's a that's 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 not the direction I want to go. I'm always a believer that you secure the first line first. Absolutely. Right. But at least it's a positive that they recognize it's a problem and they're trying to fix it. Now it's just the timing eventually as you keep at it will get better and better and better if you're working on it. And and I thought that when they stayed on the first level a few times, they actually got decent movement. They did. I agree. Against a, a pretty big Wisconsin front. There were six or seven snaps, especially in the second half, as they kind of were leaning on Wisconsin a little bit more. The holes got a little bit bigger, you know, um, when, yeah. when Kyron was having to bounce, he was bouncing a little further forward, which allowed him to get to the edge. than he was earlier. He was bouncing three yards behind the line. Uh, those were some encouraging things that we saw in the second half. Now it's about, okay, just more reps, more reps, more reps. That's the kind of thing that you can say that's because those are guys still playing together for the first four games. Sure. Those are the kind of mistakes that I could say early in the year I expected. You know what I mean? And and yeah. so that I think is the fact that they're trying to fix it for me was a positive. The last thing that to me, Vince, is the biggest issue, however, and this is all in a line of staying square, not staying square. They're doing a poor job of staying square right. with their shoulders, stopping their feet on contact, leading to poor angles, poor timing of combos. And then it all ends with, they don't fin- they did not finish at all in the run game yesterday. They do not finish blocks at all. And ultimately, that is why that that and the stopping of the feet, those two things go together. And mm-hmm. that is why they're getting no push in the run game, in my opinion. No, that's fair. I I it's they're almost they don't co- they coincide because if you're if you're running your feet until the whistle blows, you're finishing your block. I mean, it it one absolutely one hundred percent leads to the other. Um, but when one's not happening, it's very obvious that the other isn't happening either. So uh, I agree with you. When the few times that they did run their feet, they got good movement. Like they they reestablished the line of scrimmage, you know, at least on half the line up, uh, which I was encouraged about. And and to 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 build on on your comment about um, it's clear that they know that it's a problem. They're not getting to the second level. Uh, I know it seems like such a small thing, but it's a small thing in the right direction. And and look, we're not necessarily searching for little things just to make people feel better. It's yeah, legit. I, I, I got no desire to do that. No, that's, and and agreed. <laughs> I, think, I think they know us well enough to know that we're not we're not here gonna we're not. Well, you know what? On second thought, I'm not gonna bash Jeff Quinn. No, I'm, my, my thoughts on Jeff Quinn are still the same. They have not. But changed. at least at least. But our also our objective is not here to just bash Jeff Quinn just to correct. Do it. We're we're bashing him because that's what we see. This is not a good thing. After four games, we shouldn't be talking about. Well, at least they recognize that they're not getting off the first level. <laughs> you know what I mean? That should have been figured out by the you know by fall camp. Yeah. 
but at least it says they're trying. They're trying to fix yeah. something. Uh, it's a I long thought, season. It's a long season. Yes. You know, it's open. I thought, in my opinion, Vince, the right side played a little bit more physical in the run game than they had before. They're still awful in the pass game. We'll get to that. But I thought in the run game, at least we saw some potential for that Kane, Madden, Josh Lug side in the run game. Greer when they When they got combos together, I thought it was pretty effective. The problem was when they had to come off. Right. Um, and there's a very specific plague. You want to reference that now? Go for it. Yeah, because yeah. this is the one you brought up to me in, 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 when we were prepping for the show. So you. Yeah, that. so the, the fourth and one, and I believe it was an early in the second quarter. Early second, not, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was so, the drive where they got their first field goal. Okay. Not the so one they, they the, missed, but the one that the they made. The 52-yarder or whatever it ended up right. being. So um, they ended up getting the first down. Great. That was that was what you wanted to do. You wanted to get the first down. Okay. And if you watch that play, and I, if I'm not mistaken, they they when the, on the replay, they actually get behind the line, which I love, by the way. Um, and if anybody uh, knows where the press box is at Soldier Field, we're basically in the corner of the end zone. So we, I've got the end zone view the whole time live, which was beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love that. I wouldn't mind having that being that's where the, the press box is at Notre Dame Stadium, too. But anyway, I digress. So it was a great combo block between Lug and Madden, they they got good movement, which moved the line of scrimmage in the right direction, allowed them to get the first down. The problem was, and this is the microcosm of the way the game went, is soon Kane Madden came off, and I will say he didn't come off lit early on this one. I I believe that Lug had that block pretty much squared. Okay, but he mm-hmm. comes off, he tries to go to the second level, he turns his shoulders, and the guy comes up over the top of him, and because he's turned this way, he can't turn around and rebound and reset and go get that linebacker. Right. And that that's the guy that made the play. If you're, if you're someone who wants to understand, like, so you hear us say things, okay, well, you know, what do you mean? Stay square. I would encourage you to go back there. That game's up on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, if you DVR it or whatever it is you have, I'd encourage you to go back and look at that play. That's a perfect example. When you watch Kane Madden of, of why you stay square. So essentially because that end was coming in and he's working a combo, what linemen should be taught is you step with power, you 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 give that inside arm to help. If right. that guy keeps coming, then you keep working across, you overtake him, and then Lug gets to the second level, and Card Williams is bouncing out to your outside, right? You stay square, and then that linebacker comes, which is what he does. You go here and go here. Right. And Kyron gets right behind you. Yep. That's what they did against uh, Purdue. On the big long run. And and it worked. Right. So that's what we talk. That's a perfect example if you want to see it, because I think this is a great helper. And I, I wish that copyright laws didn't limit our ability to do, you know, be able to put those plays up. I really wish we could do that. Yeah. It would make it because would make it so much easier it. to understand and but see that's what, what I would encourage you to do to, to go look at that play early second quarter on that fourth and one. That's an example of what we're talking about, Vince. But yeah. you know, th- they're, they're they were bad, but I felt like at least there were some baby steps that say at least it looks like some of these things they're trying to work on. I, I would say in the first couple of games, they stay on that double and it allows the linebacker to come meet Kyron in the hole and blow and them up and pick hole. up that first. They don't down. Get, you're hundred percent right. That's a gr- I didn't even think about that, Vince. That's a yeah. great point. That's a great yeah. point. And because because Kane Madden came off of it, the linebacker had to go around. He right. had to go around 
yes. you know, the, uh, the attempt at a block. And right? he, and but Kane missed, Kane whiffed, but he to did. your point, he went around. And so right. that gave Kyron the room. That's, I didn't even think about that. Vince. like first two games, you're absolutely right. He, they don't get that first down. That right. linebacker comes right through the hole. And just Kane doesn't come hole. off right. and he blasts it. Right. That's a great point. So again, that's, you know, a two yard gain is progress. <laughs> I, but it's look, they got the score. first down. It's set they, up yeah. a score. It was fourth and one. That was huge. Right. It was huge. Because look, if you'd have told me, well, fourth and one, they're gonna run it. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like know. dirty even talking about this because I feel like we're at we're we're trying to <laughs> explain how three freaking positive yards rushing <laughs> and your two stud running backs going for 39 yards on 20 carries somehow a step in the right direction. But that's how bad it was the first right. three games. We are starting so low, like we have set the bar so low yes. that you know, my a, a toddler could waddle over that like, whiffing, <laughs> but at least making him go around you is right. a win. <laughs> when you say it out loud, it doesn't sound good at all. <laughs> I mean that that's what we're saying. But <sighs> to your but to your point though, back to being serious, your point yeah. is okay, you that's still not good, but it's better. It, now yeah. can you fix the other part? Like, hey, because here's the thing that I'm trying to explain to y'all. If if Tommy Reese and Jeff Quinn and John McNulty and Lance Taylor can sit down with Jeff Quinn and say, hey, listen, man, here's the deal. We we like what you did there. Guys came off. They worked their feet on the combo. That's the right. other thing. On that particular combo, Kane was working his feet. Absolutely. That you said earlier. Absolutely. What we need you to do, man, is we got to have those boys keeping their, their shoulders square. We, we keep getting that movement. Keep that because what happens is, is when you turn your shoulders, that's when you either miss the run throughs. You got to come off early because you've got to go back here. Staying right. square allows you to stay on it, stay on it, stay on it. Bam, I'm on you. Yep. That's a that's a that's a somewhat easy fix. It really if is. It can be addressed. And so, yeah. what's not an easy fix is I'm turning and I'm not seeing the run through. Right. That's a hard fix because that's I have no awareness of what's happening. Yeah. So at least that is a a positive step in the right direction. But again, a long way to go. Oh yeah. But I still feel like these are things that a a a a good coach sure can do. Here's another thing I want to address. And, and first of all, we, we do have a super chat from from Matt we, Baisley. I want to appreciate that. Do y'all post a live schedule? If not, please do love the show. So I'm just going to do this real quick for you, Matt. Uh, we don't post a live schedule. We have a consistent life schedule, however. Correct. Uh, and we will post the shows each day beforehand. But essentially, Matt, we go 1230 Eastern, Monday to Friday, every every day. Yep. And our shows have different themes. Saturday is just when we are able to get set up. It's after a post-game show. I mean, it's, right. yeah. Get so home it just and... depends on what time the game is over and those type of things. And then Sunday is 8 o'clock Eastern. Yep. So 8 o'clock Eastern on Sunday, 1230 Eastern every day the rest of the week. And then Saturday is after the game. Yep. So I did try to say that. And and try to stay as consistent as possible with that. Right. For this exact reason, so that there can be some consistency. We appreciate the super chat, man. Very very much. And then we we had another one down here that I hope I didn't lose. I've got it if you don't from Tim Patrick. Yes. Tim Patrick. Hey, Coach D, finally caught y'all live. How's my long lost cousin? So Tim is also a Broncos fan, I believe. Uh oh. So, uh, Tim, we're good. And I'm, I'm really glad that you're able to catch the show live. And that's why we kind of like doing this one at night, too, because there are some people, and on a weekend, there's some people that, that can't watch that. Sure. During the week, they get a chance to watch. So, we appreciate you. And I appreciate the super chat. And uh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great, cuz. <laughs> doing great. <laughs> so, Vince, finishing off this run game stuff. Yeah. 
if they can, this is the point we'll make. If they can just improve a couple of these things, I do believe the backs are good enough to make. Because somebody asked me earlier, why do the backs seem to be better when the backup quarterbacks go in the game? It was a fair question. And I said, well, I don't think they were necessarily better. Uh, the, when Tyler Buckner goes in the game, they were better because Tyler Buckner is the run game when Tyler Buckner goes in the game. Yesterday when Drew Pine got in the game, I felt like by that point in time, they were kind of leaning a little bit on Wisconsin more, which I thought was yeah. a positive. Sure. I don't think that was because of Drew Pine. No. I think that I think honestly part a happy of what coincidence. That was, and well, I think part of it was is because I do think when a backup quarterback goes in the game, there is something in your mindset that says, okay, we we got to step up and have his back. I got a there is just that an alert level that goes up. Yeah. Which is sometimes why you see a backup quarterback come in the game. You're like, wow, the offense is really clicking with him. Yeah. A lot of times that's because everybody kind of knows they have to raise their game. And I, and I will say this, and I think I mentioned it in yesterday's show, um, but Cone is a very I'm, – I'm sorry, Pine is a very well-respected kid on this right. team. He is – he's the hype man on offense if you're not right. talking about Kyron Williams, okay? Right. And so these guys want to play for him. And not that they don't want to play for Cone, because they do. But they also want to play for him, right? They also want to play for Pine, and they want to play hard for Pine, and they know Pine is going to bust his butt – back there and try to make whatever play he can make as well. So right. there, this is a pretty tight team and it's a great quarterback room, um, which I think is, is huge. And you can see it on the practice field. These guys clearly get along and they clearly get along with the other position groups as well. And believe me, that has not always been the case at Notre Dame. Right. And so I, I just want to make that very, very clear that, that, that pine and cone and Buckner, it's a great quarterback room, a right. great room. But so so the other thing too is is Kyron didn't actually perform better. He had nine carries for like twenty one yards or twenty seven twenty seven yards. I think is what it was. Three yards carry, which is you know better than the one point whatever he was doing under before. But three of those runs that went for six yards were him just making a play that wasn't there. Sure, there is still some of that. My point being is that if they can clean up just a couple of these things, this is what this is an example. What we're talking about here, this is the reason we're we're part of the reason we're having this conversation is to point out that this line doesn't have to be last year's line. This Correct. line doesn't have to be 2017's line. With the receivers they have and the backs they have, they don't need to blow people eight yards off the ball. Get a body on a body. And I guess right. the point that I'm making is, Vince, is they took a small baby step towards being closer to being able to get a body on a body. I truly believe the type of running backs they have, even against a team like Wisconsin, who does have one of the best rushing defenses in the country, mm -hmm. if they can just get a body on a body, these running backs are going to make plays. Because yesterday, Great. there was a couple times when Kane, and, and this leads to the question about, you know, why were they better? I don't think it was related to Drew Pine. I think that was more of a coincidence of the timing. Although I did mention th the one aspect of that. But the thing about it is, is they were starting to do a better job of getting a body on a body. Now, they weren't getting movement right. much. They were getting a, a tad at times. They weren't necessarily getting movement. What was going on is they were just getting a body on a body, which allowed Kyron to say, okay, let me find a hole. <laughs> and he was rushing for six and seven. And the thing about Kyron and, and Chris Tyree is, they're capable of it just takes that one play where you get a body on a body that they crease that first level and they're gone. Right. Especially Tyree, but Kyron can be more of just the consistent runner. 
you know, and, and we saw that from a defense that last year ranked or in 2020 ranked fifth in the nation in rushing defense in 2019, they ranked sixth in rushing defense. You know, this is a team that's, that's got a pretty good rush defense was third in 2017, third in 2016, fourth in 2015. And so even now the numbers were awful yesterday, right? <laughs> 29 yards on 39 yards on 20 carries. The point is, however, is that was tw- 39 yards on 20 carries with them not playing well. Right. Right. The point is, is, is there's a there's a jump there to be had if they can simply do body on a body. And 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 even though their grades are still going to be bad when I release their grades, there was at least a small hint of progress. Yeah. Right. In that regards. Look, I it's not think, going the other way. It, it, I it, think it, there was also some progress in pass protection yesterday. I will agree relative with that. to what they were, not yes. relative to where they need to be. No, it, go ahead, Vince, with that. Yeah, so so as I was watching this, um, there were absolutely times in the past game where there was a clean pocket or a cleaner pocket, a, a cleanish pocket, right? Uh, a pocket that is clean enough for a quarterback to maneuver into to uh, operate out of, um, and more so than there has been in the first three games. So to me, again, that's progress. Is it where it needs to be? Of course not. Mm-hmm. Cone can't get sacked that many times. Uh, there can't that be that many sacks in the game. I there's mean, what, they had technically six seven, right? Like they count. They said six, but they counted one on Drew Pine as a scramble, even though I thought oh, it was interesting. I actually thought okay. it was more than that because I did a, a little quick video on the message board today where I put the six sacks of Jack Cone right. on there. And they were, they were, you know, so I think one of them they counted as a like the 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 red zone one early where he kind of runs out and falls down. They counted as a run, not a sack. Well, where he tripped over his own guy. Mm-hmm. They counted oh, that as a run, not a sack. Interesting. Well, I mean, uh, technically so, he didn't right. get sacked. I mean, but at right. the same so, difference. But the 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 point that you're making can, so can so continues. Yes, they're, yeah, they're so, giving up too many sacks. And and we did a video at IrishBreakdown.com that people can look at where we put that video up where. There was one of those sacks I thought was on Jack, sort of. He was pressured on all of them. There was somebody coming on all of them. Right. But to your point, he has to handle that a little better. Agreed. Agreed. And, and it, there was he's, two he's getting shell-shocked. Partic- yes. Yeah. There were two plays in particular where the pressure came, the line didn't do a good job, but they at least gave him enough of a pocket to where he should have been able to climb and throw. Right. That's what you're saying. And so – uh, the improvement is there, Vince. But to your point, I don't think Jack necessarily recognized that. Because, <laughs> because, and here's what here's the reason I'll say that. And you, you tell me if you agree, you agree with this. Because we talked about this before. Because you made that same comment to me, and at first I kind of cringed when I heard it. Because I'm looking at it from a quarterback's point of view. Yeah, I don't sure. disagree with your premise, but I think when you say that, it then says, "Well, okay, well then it was Jack Cohn's fault." That's the immediate response. But. They they did better after the first few drives. They cleaned it up after the first few yeah. drives. I thought, and part of it was the interior was better. They didn't. They weren't getting pushed back yes. into his face as much yes. as they were against Purdue. Yes, and the first couple of series. I mean, the first yeah, the first sack of the game or the second sack of the game. The second Zeke one, Zeke Carell just, got, just gets driven right I into. Mean, it, it just collapsed Jack, into. His I mean, face. literally, Zeke Carell yeah. sacked Jack Cone on that play, right with his back. I yes. mean, that's how bad it was. That wasn't happening a whole lot after that. But by that time, Jack's like, here we go again. Yeah, right. And and that's where he's got a – as much as you can ex- understand it, you still have to be able to say, I get it, 
but you, you, you can't, you can't right. see that. And, and so that's an area where I felt like they cleaned up after that drive, which again is a good sign. It's a, it's a, it's a good sign. It's a baby step in the right direction. It doesn't mean that all of a sudden they've arrived and they're going to lock down Garrett, you know, uh, my Jay Sanders next week. Not what I'm saying, but at least it was a step in the right direction. It absolutely was. That I, the issues for me when it comes to pass blocking is again, I think it's a, a bit of a communication problem. Um, there, there was one where two guys came at Tosh Baker at the same time yeah. and, and Andrew Christophic was playing left guard and he went inside. Christophic went inside Left Tosh all by himself. He can't block two guys. It's yeah. it's, it's just not going to happen. And so he got stacked, right? And he gave up a sack. Um, there, there's other times where Tosh allows the guy to go inside because I think he thinks there's going to be right. help inside and it's not and there. Not. Right. So is it is that a coaching thing? Is that a communication thing with the offensive line? You know, I'm not 100% sure because I'm not in the room, Right. But it's when it happens over and over again, that's when it starts to worry me. It's right. not where it's not like Tosh is making good contact and the guy is just spinning inside. It's immediate. So that tells me that Tosh thinks he has help inside. Um, yeah. sometimes there was a running back there to help him. Way too much communication problems. Yes. That, that's the point. That's the point. That's the it, point. Absolutely. It's the, the same point. reason why they're turning corners loose. Right. It, there's a communication problem that's that 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 has not been corrected yet. But I felt like with the way that Wisconsin pass rushes, where they're more of kind of a three down pass rush with a guy coming from the edge or from a sure. linebacker, I felt like they were better they their scheme was better suited for Notre Dame to pick it up. And and they they kind of did. Now I, I counted 17 pressures of Jack Cohn on 36 dropbacks. That's a lot. Uh that's a lot. <clears throat> and that's about 40 i'm trying to I'm well, no, 17 here. 17 over 37.2 percent now a couple of those pressures were secondary yeah. pressures right a guy coming on a secondary move those don't hit as quickly yeah there were also some plays where he got rid of the ball so quickly there was no opportunity for pressure to come sure. so those things kind of wash each other out which there's is what still you too to many pressures coming however in this game more of those pressures were coming late, later than they were early in the game and during the season where they were just coming now. Where, yeah. like, first couple sacks, he was getting at the top of his drop and there were people in his face. There's nothing he could do. Nothing you can do about that. A couple yeah. of the others, and this is the play you were talking about, it was it was around the 6.30 mark of yeah. the second quarter, yeah. and Jack drops back. He uh, Lug just gets beat on outside badly. But he got a body, and Jack and he pushed into him the pocket, outside. Right, yeah. Jack steps into the pocket, and then resets his feet. And he was kind of looking at the line. You could see he was kind of looking at the line. If he r slides, and as you slide, you've got to be ready to slide, set, and throw. And he's got Avery Davis coming over the middle because it was two defenders, and then Avery yes. Davis split them. And they right. were going the opposite direction. Now, yeah. the concern was, is Jarrett Patterson was kind of sinking into him. He was. That's a technique thing that they've got to clean up this week. If you don't have anyone to block, don't sink. Right. That's a little thing. And I think that's something that linemen have a tendency to do is, there's nobody here. That means they're past me. I got to go back. That's a natural tendency. Sure. They've got to clean that up. Step to someone. 
because you've got a quarterback climbing. Yeah. It's a little thing that, and and that kind of happened on that play, but Jack's got to be able to step up and do the, or if he doesn't want to step up and throw, then he needs to step up and run. Well, that, okay. So there, so you make a good point. So when you talk about the, so we're talking about the center, right? right? And he had nobody throwing, to block. If that guy's right and, in front of you. Right. And in the past, when, when uh, Ian Book was the quarterback and the center would do that, he would come off and he would go to help somebody else. That's when the pocket goes like this. And that's when Ian Book would run, right? Because it's wide open in front of him. The times when he should have run. Those are the times. 100%. Yeah. That, that's not an Ian Book knock. <laughs> what I'm saying is people. No, really I'm, I'm saying people yeah. are like, oh, we, we need Ian Book back because he was such a great runner. Yeah. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. Uh, but. When it opens like that and they're in man coverage and there's nobody spying the quarterback, yeah, man, take off. I have no problem with that, right? So, right. Uh, but that's what a couple t- times on on like one drive, and then he just he didn't do it again. But he got hit pretty hard both times. So maybe yeah. that was part of it. I, I get know. it. It's like I do it. I get hit enough in the pocket. I don't need to get hit running out of the pocket too. <laughs> he, made, uh, he made one move here, in the middle of the field. Here's just the got thing for Jack. I understand as a quarterback that played for a bad offensive line in college. I get it. Sure. But you still have to, you still have to be. You still can't lose your technique because they're losing theirs. Right. You still have to. You can't develop bad habits. And and so now, what that means for Tommy Reese is, if Jack's going to play this weekend, and, and Kelly said it, but honestly, anyone that's ever dealt with any kind of ankle or any kind of, you may the X rays may come back fine, but you still can't put any pressure on it. Right. Because that's what happened in the game. They brought him back because the X rays were fine. And he tried to throw on it, and he's like, nope, can't. So we're going to have to see how he heals this week. If he plays again, that's something where Tommy Reese can point to him and say, hey, Jack, you've got to be prepared for this. Now, if the if you step in and you're getting hit, then you protect the ball and you go down, right? But you have you can't develop these bad habits because of what's happening up front. That's and the worst thing that really, could happen to this yes. offense right now yes. is that he he continues on this path. And gets more and more shell shocked and and right. more and more like that's oh, my oh, big concern. Oh, oh. Yeah, me too. Me, my, as much as I he, love Jack Cohn, he missed yeah. some throws in this game just like last week that he made in the first two games. Correct. The one play where Kevin Austin is open up the left sideline—that's a throw he made. He hit in the first couple games. I mean, hit him perfectly. But he's—you can see it—he's rushing his technique. He's rushing his mechanics because he thinks he, his internal clock is sped up and he can't yep. slow it down. That's what happens when you don't have protection. I mean, and just, that's the same thing's going to happen yeah. if Drew Pine. I mean, that's right. The, it's it's not a Jack Cohn thing. It's it's correct. All the quarterbacks going to have that issue, right? Jack wasn't having that problem in the first game either, which yeah. is why he looked so good in the first game and parts of the second game. So when you look at events, to me, that was something that there were there were there were guys there open in this game. Jack's got to do a better job of not allowing that to happen. And you could see Agreed. that we talked a little bit about it yesterday. I thought schematically we saw some 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 adjustments from Tommy Reese. Agreed. Still want to see screens. Still want to see jets. Still want to see reverses. Be more creative with Braden Lindsay. That's the biggest thing for me. Be more creative with how you use Braden Lindsay. Go back and watch some 2019 film. Okay. Watch. I mean, here's how Braden Lindsay scored what five touchdowns in 2019, I believe. Right. He scored on a on a look screen. He scored on a uh, his first touchdown was a look screen against New Mexico. Scored on a reverse against USC. Scored on a jet sweep. No, Navy was before, so he scored on a post route against Navy. Then he scored on a jet sweep against Boston College. And there was one more touchdown that I'm missing. Uh, I believe he had five touchdowns that year, correct? 
but that's four of them. But th- those the, your the point, point your point is is yes. taken though. I mean, yes, <laughs> you've got to use him in different ways. Yeah, in my opinion, and so that's something that I do want to see him be a little bit. Oh, he only had four touchdowns, so I, I've got all four of them. So screen, jet sweep, reverse, post route, right? Scored on, long touchdowns on all four of them. Right. You've got to use him more than just that, and then that's going to make him more effective on that deep stuff because. You can't just be prepared for the jets and the posts and the outcuts. That's all he's doing right now is go routes, post routes, and outcuts. That's all well, Brian Lindsay's doing right now. And everything that you just said, all four of those touchdowns, three of the four will help your offensive line. Yes. That's a great point. So, Explain why. Well, because they're quick hitters. Because I think I mean, yesterday was a perfect example, especially against a team that's big and physical. Right. They're they're quick hitters. And so the offensive line doesn't need to hold up for three, four seconds. It, you know, a reverse, he's out of the box like that. Right. Yes. And 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 um, the jet sweep. He's out of the box like that. You don't have to worry about. It. You may have to get a hook and end or something along those lines. But he's so fast, you may not go even watch have to do the that. jet sweep against Boston College. Yeah. So there you the go. The line didn't block a soul on the left side line. <laughs> it, it wasn't bad technique. It was like there just was nobody. There was. I mean, there's nobody to block. They right, didn't impact that play at all. Tommy Tremble had a block, and that's it. Right, and it looks green. Didn't block a soul. Yeah, a looks green. You're you're betting Receiver on your blocking. skill guys to block. Right. So outside of the post, you know that helps your offensive line. Right. And now, I, now teams got to be thinking about this more than a, just this. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, exactly. That's where Tom, and that's my one. That's my one big issue with Tommy Reese. Tommy Reese calls a game like he's in the NFL. You can't do that stuff in the NFL. You can't run reverses and jet sweeps all day in the NFL. It just at least that I don't think too you fast. Can, Defenders right? are you, too fast. You have to just, other. I mean, yeah, yeah. You, and this is college, though, right? right? And you can do that stuff in college. And and, and I think he he's a he's a pro style guy. I think he views himself as that. You know, kind of like Chip Chip Long viewed himself as a pro style guy. But Chip also understood this is college football, and I can when I have a guy like like Braden Lindsey, I can run jets and reverses and things like that. That then set up other things. Sure, and I'd like to see Coach Reese do that. That's that's one of my concerns with the makeup of the offensive staff. Is Lance Taylor, who I think is a really smart coach, and he is a guy that coached under David Shaw, who is a pro style coach. Yeah, absolutely. And then he coached in the NFL. John McNulty's been mostly a pro coach. This is college football. <laughs> Right. That's my one knock. Is I get that. Is you can't just ask, and then you're like, well, he doesn't catch the ball real well. You know what? He ain't dropping jet sweeps and reverses. Okay. Well, and and here's what I will say. And this was this is what gives me a little bit of hope. During one of the practices that we were at, they had a session where they were just working screens. Okay. And the action that they were running off of those screens is exactly what you were just calling for. So we know that it's there because you can't run a screen off of that kind of action unless you're running that action in the first place. Right. Okay. And so that gives me hope that maybe, just maybe, they're kind of holding it back at this point. I mean, you hold it back, but Wisconsin well, was the game. At some point, I mean, who are you holding it back for? Cincinnati. Alabama, the college look, football playoff. Look, <laughs> Cincinnati's the best team on your schedule. Yes, but I still feel like Wisconsin is the team that most was most susceptible to that. Okay. I mean, Cincinnati game doesn't matter if you don't beat Wisconsin. Right. Fair and enough. Your your defense and special teams outscored you. Okay. You, I get what you're saying. I, I just feel like you're maybe you're wishful thinking. <laughs> um, you're not wrong. Bit. You're not. I, and I said that with that. I believe me. I said it. 
but <laughs> I, they, I've seen them practice it is yeah. what I'm saying. And so I know that it's yeah. there and it looked, I, I was like, Oh, I yeah. like the way that looks. But you, you know what I mean? The point though, I think that's on point Vince is it protects the line. It takes yeah. some of the run game pressure right off the line because here's the right now, Notre Dame's generating big plays in two ways and they both put pressure on the line. Deep throws and run game. Sure. That's how Notre Dame has made their big plays. With the exception of one screen, which also required the line to go block, that's where the big plays have come from with, with one exception, and that was the 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 wheel, the little quick wheel to, to Tyree against Toledo. With Buckner. With Buckner. Yeah. yeah. Everything else puts pressure on the line. A jet and a reverse don't put a lot of pressure on the line. Right. Look right. screens don't put a lot of pressure on the line. Those are the things I think take some of that. And then that makes them better. I think if teams aren't so focused on coming down, because right now Notre Dame is downhill play action, downhill play action, downhill play. That's their offense. You know, uh, not they've only run a quick pitch with Tyler Buckner in the game. Don't run it with Jack Cohen. Yeah, they did it twice. Yeah, do, same do play. It. Do a quick jet. Because here's the thing. If they over-pursue to that, then you run that sucker the next time and you have Braden, you know, Chris Tyree flipping it to Braden Lindsay. Yeah. Right. You know, and, and so that 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 college level creativity is something that I want to see more of. I think he's sure. got a lot of NFL pro style creativity, which you would understand based on the makeup of this coaching staff, but I need to see more cost. So that was my one, that was my one criticism of, but I thought they used motions more effectively. I mean, that one time they brought Joe Wilkins in, which is what we've been asking for, right? Don't just line up and play. You bring Joe Wilkins in motion, send him on a quick wheel route, banging a back, bang a back shoulder to him. Great play design. Loved it. There was more over the middle stuff. Some of it they hit, some of it they didn't. That's part of it. But you know, you you've got the read to that, that Drew Pine made to, to Kevin Austin working back towards the middle. You hit a seam route, a hash seam twice in the game yeah. for 20 plus yard gains. First time Perfect. was to to Avery Davis up the seam. Great read and throw by Jack Cohn. That was before he got shook, in my opinion. Uh, then you had obviously Drew Pine made that same read later in the game to Michael Great Mayer. Throw. So you Great saw some throw. of that. They were doing things where they were just getting Michael Mayer right over the center. That if, and this is to your point, Vince, if pressure comes, if the backers come, Mayer's just sitting right there behind him and you can check it down. Missed it a couple times, but it was at least there. And as you said, they they had some checkdowns, including one time where Jack saw it. I think there was one play where where you the the one play where Jack got out of the pocket and he dumps it off to to Chris Tyree. Uh, you and I disagreed a little bit on whether or not he could have or shouldn't thrown that ball, but the fact is, is he got out of the pocket, yeah. dumped it off to Chris Tyree, and he picked up the first down. Sure. So there was more of that, and so that's encouraging. But there's just there's still an element missing, and and that element missing is using your speed. And if you don't want to run it to Braden Lindsay, then run it to Chris Tyree. I'm gonna reiterate. We said yesterday we're not gonna talk about it much because we already talked. We don't want to repeat the same things in both shows. But I, I it was more glaring after watching this game that Chris Tyree needed more than three touches in this football game. Yep. Yep. And he's another guy that you know. Look, look at the speed he showed in that kick return. You don't think you want to try to get a couple jets and reverses with that speed? If they if they play it, they play it. But in order to play it, they're going to leave themselves vulnerable to something else. Exactly, and that's the point. Yep. So th those are some of the things, Vince. Anything else that you notice? I thought the receivers are still a little bit inconsistent catching the ball and with their and finishing off their routes. Uh, but they were a little better 
than they were the previous week, which is a positive. Yeah, I no, I agree. And I, I again, I, I thought Avery Davis, I mean, um, not Avery Davis, uh, Kevin Austin did a good job of bouncing back. I was really Love proud that. of him. I, I mean, and not, and not that I didn't expect that, but it was great to see. Um, so I really, really like that. I thought, you know, Michael Mayer made the most of the opportunities that he had. One, that one drop, he, we tried to one-handed. He's got to bring that sure. in. But yes, other than that. But yeah, I mean, I, I, they were clearly trying to take him away, and I thought that he did a good job. Um, so yeah, I mean, look, there's, there's, I, I'm always going to be looking at the wide receivers and, and and things of that nature. And I thought that they, as a group, I thought they played okay. Again, some of the Avery things we Davis had issues. Is really good. And he's going to continue. He's going to be, he's I think, just so locked. steady. Yeah, he's, he's just gonna, so, yeah. Four catches, fifty-five yards. Right, right. Here's here's one thing we didn't talk about, Kevin Austin, that I didn't notice until I looked at the stats and watched the film again. He had six catches yesterday for seventy-six yards. Mm-hmm. Five of his six catches either went for touchdowns or 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 moved the chains on a third down. Most receiver catches go for first downs, but it's the money downs that matter. Sure. He converted three third downs and had two touchdowns. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And one of his third downs set up the touchdown. If he doesn't make that low catch on that low throw from Pine, then then they don't get to that. They don't hit the seam route of play later, and they don't hit him on a touchdown. Kevin Austin touchdown two plays after that, after the seam route. Right. So it, he he to to bounce back the way he did mentally, what he did yesterday physically doesn't surprise us. He made plays like that the first two games. Sure. But a young kid still kind of learning yep. to play. Yep. Having the kind of, I mean, I don't think people understand how bad he was last week. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. He and knows. Mentally bad. But he, he knows. Bounced, he, and he, he, it was very clearly he knew after what, what he said after the game. But to see him bounce back so quickly shows a level of maturity that we like. Avery Davis is a key. They're just going to, I think Braden Lindsay's kind of, to me, that Braden Lindsay and Chris Tyree being used on other than just vertical stuff is the missing link schematically. They've done some of the things, you know, we've talked about get more stuff over the middle, get more levels. They did some of that Saturday. We saw some of that. More screens. We're seeing more screens to the backs. That's the final component to me that's that's missing. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. 
Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.